0: The Sluts and Scholars. Welcome back to
1: another week of Sluts and Scholars. I'm Nicoletta. And I'm Simone. And this week we have joining us Ella Darling. Ella Darling finished her master's degree in library sciences at the age of 21 and was a librarian for one year before she entered the adult industry. Currently, she is a porn star and the co-founder and self-proclaimed number one ho at her virtual reality porn company called VRTube.xxx. She's the current president of APAC, which is the adult performers advocacy group, and is the VR Content manager for Cam for VR. So VR. Empress. (laughs) Empress. <laughs> the, the bios just keep getting more and more impressive. Yeah. It's, it's, so, hi. Hi, guys. Hi. Thank you. Oh, we're so happy you're here. Um, just for our listeners, VR is virtual reality. We're probably just going to refer to it as VR for, throughout the episode, but maybe if you just want to give us a little definition of what VR is. So,
2: VR is this sort of emerging technology. Um, you may have heard of the Oculus Rift or the HTC Vive. Um, you basically get a headset, you put it on, and you are transported to a, a different world, um, whether it's a video game, or pornography, Or a medical training program. There are all kinds of verticals that are active in VR. And then uh, augmented reality, which is AR, is kind of similar where you put on a headset, but instead of being transported to another place, you see the world around you, but with like graphical overlays. And I'll probably be getting into a little bit of that. And then the combination of those two things is called mixed reality, or XR so, VR meets with.
1: AR is mixed reality? Yeah. Is MR? Yeah. Whoa. Oh my gosh. So my much mind stuff. is like
0: already blown and you just started.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> Ella is super fucking smart duck as <laughs> we're having here on Sluts and Scholars, but she's also incredibly technologically adept. Uh, we're Facebook friends and she posts these like amazing videos of like microphones she builds <laughs> and robots she builds. So, you're making just, me flesh. You're making me like tear up a little bit. Well, oh. I mean, you're just this incredible like tech nerd, like. Sex knowledgeable goddess person that's grazing her studio. We have crushes on you, and she yeah, just okay, wanted to throw sorry. in that you were Facebook friends. That's what. We <laughs> so how how did
0: VR start getting into the porn industry?
2: Um, well, my company was one of the first. Um, when I tried it for the first time, it was really brief at E3, the Electronics Entertainment Expo. Like when you
1: viewed it, like yeah, you viewed VR. yeah.
2: When I tried VR for the first time, um, it was an Oculus Rift. It was a DK one, no, yeah. The DK one, which is the developer's kit. So the first edition for developers. And um, I tried it, and I knew that it was going to be amazing for pornography. But I'm not like some big porn star. Like, the average porn consumer probably just know who I am. So I figured, eventually, porn is going to really get into VR. And maybe, like, two years after that, my agent will actually book me for it. Mm. So I was super jazzed about it, but um, I wasn't getting my hopes up. I didn't have the tech background to really do that on my own. And then one day, I was cruising Reddit... And I saw Everyone someone... As does? Yeah, <laughs> as you do. Four in the morning. <laughs> and I saw someone post about wanting to make VR porn, but they didn't know how to get performers. And I was like, What? This is perfect. This is serendipitous. Whoa. Let's
1: make this happen. Let's make a porno. So- oh my gosh. <laughs> Just one second. Before you go yeah. to this, I have to say, Reddit is so fucking serendipitous. I'm currently studying for the LSAT, and I grew up in France, and I found someone who posted on the Reddit LSAT want to exchange LSAT lessons for French conversation. And that's how I'm getting LSAT lessons. That's
2: amazing. By the way, I've got a bunch of LSATs study books. I was going to take the LSAT before I got into virtual reality and of then I took over. Are. So oh if you want, they are yours, girl. Oh my God.
1: Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Perfect.
2: <laughs> so, cruising Reddit. Um, cruising Reddit, right? And um, I'm like, hey, yes, I'm a performer. I want to do this. Let's do this. And so we chat a little bit and eventually, like maybe a month later, he flew me out to DC, which was great because that's where my, my BFF Who's also a genius lives Aww. and I went to yeah, in DC. It was pre- really. Oh, yeah. she's she's at Georgetown. I won't oh say her my God, name that's where because I went. no, she's she's studying at Georgetown. Uh, yeah, she's. I think she's almost done with her PhD. So cool. But she knows anyway. who she is. I won't say her name. But when she hears this, I love you, girl. Hoya Saxa. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so I fly it to DC. We meet up at a train station in DC to go to Maryland, where he was studying at University of Maryland, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't know that at the time. So. We meet up at the train station. I'm like, hey, you know, is it like a studio? Is it someone's house? Because it's super hard to get um, a film permit for porn. They aggressively price these things to sort of make it so we can't get there. They're working on doing that right now. Interesting. It's tough. So a lot of people just shoot at their houses, shoot at their apartments, shoot at other people's houses. So when he said we'd be shooting at his apartment, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool.
1: And then So we that's get, not a red flag or weird or anything?
2: Not at all. Okay, but then we get there and it's his dorm room.
1: <gasps> <laughs> and you um, Yeah.
2: and his roommates are there playing Dungeons and Dragons around a table. And you're like, let me play. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, dude, I play a Half Elf Ranger. She is fourth level. What what edition are you playing? Like, I my purse is a handbag of holding.
1: So I don't know what that it is. It. But it sounds it's, it's, so it's so a funny. D&D thing. Um, Stranger
2: Things. And so, um, yeah, so I get there and like it's all these like like 19 and 20 year olds and I walk in porn star from Los Angeles dressed like a toddler with permissive parents and I'm like hey guys I don't stick out here I'm like way older than all of you guys Ah! Nana's home ready to watch my (laughs) stories and so like I go to his bedroom where I'm going to be shooting the scene then I come back out and everybody is scattered just gone and I'm like guess they didn't realize. So, uh, so yeah, it was a little bit of a, a funny experience, and then um, he sets so up the camera. So you shot cameras. the scene in, the, in his bedroom. In his bedroom, there was a commemorative porcelain plate of Lieutenant Commander Data on the wall. There was a periodic table of elements somewhere in that room. It was such a college boy bedroom. Thank uh-huh. you, and University a, of
1: Maryland. <laughs> and I'm assuming this was on a twin XL. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, I think that's exactly what it was. Um, <laughs> college dorm room standard. Perfect. And so
2: he... I come in, and I'm like, okay, so, like, uh, are you going to direct me? Like, let's talk what we're doing. This is the first time he's ever shot porno. In fact, this is maybe the second time he's ever even turned the freaking cameras on. Whoa.
1: It's a specific type
2: of equipment, right? <laughs> it was uh, a little bit. So this is pretty early days in VR. Um, it was two GoPros that mm-hmm. were sort of uh, tied together with on this little, I think it was a shitty little plywood rig. Mm-hmm. Um, separated... Uh, to approximate the distance between human pupils, ah. which is called the interpupillary distance, so IPD. Okay. So uh, set up to approximate that, and um, mount it on the wall. And he's like, "Look, it's 180 degrees. It's on the wall, so there's no place in here that anybody could stand to direct you because we would be in the shot, and that's not really what. Because you can doing. see all the way around you. Yeah, and it was a solo. It was a solo scene. So I'm like, "Well, what do you like? How are you going to tell me what you want me to do?" And he was like.
1: Just, do just what go you for want. it. Yeah, how did just, you decide what to do?
2: Um I basically just started camming at it. Like I started talking to it like I was doing a cam show and
1: what I What do you say in a cam show?
2: I looked at the camera like it's a lover or someone I really want to fuck and just started talking to it in my like my Ella Darling voice like when I transitioned Can we get into- a little sneak? Mm, hi, I'm Ella. <laughs> um, it's, it's hard to turn it on it's hard why hard you scream I wanted to hear more <laughs> um, I love I'll that there. I'll get there uh, throw some like throw some Prosecco at me and I will be there all night girls <laughs> next
0: time we'll bring a bottle
2: <laughs> but, um, but yeah so I just basically do I'm wearing a little R2D2 black milk swimsuit and thigh high sports socks from American Apparel so like you are like the nerd fantasy <laughs> extraordinaire. It was super fun, and so um, yeah, I just did that, and then I did a solo masturbation scene. I had like, like I knew these because we're a little bit nerdy, and I knew that the people that were going to be watching this were going to be like early adopter tech people. So I tried to like cater to that them. Crowd. Yeah, totally. I had, like, a rocket ship or- vibrator It was super cute, and then I had like my my trusty Enjoy Steel dildo, uh-huh. and uh, made myself squirt, and just did a cute, fun like solo scene. Oh, my gosh. um, Sounds beautiful. It was awesome. And then afterwards, like, I hate watching myself on camera. I hate watching my own scenes. I just sit there and I'm like, what what the fuck are you doing? Why are you making that face? Mm. Oh, that's not a good position for you. Don't do that again. Remember that. Mm -hmm. And I just like, it's not good for my brain. And so they wanted to show me, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, guys, I'm super well, excited VR, to watch this. So well, it's VR, you can look this.
1: wherever you want. Yeah. So you can look away. You can look Like, I'm just going to look at the
2: periodic table. <laughs> That's exactly. So I was like, okay, sure, I'll try it. And it was super amazing. Like, mm. I, I wasn't lost in, like, self-critique. I was just
1: really blown away by how, like, authentic and, like, uh, like, Intimate it was. It well probably because it was completely authentic as opposed to when you're actually on set. There's a lot of people telling you what to do and you have to think about camera angles, but when it's 180 degrees, it's someone's eyes. Yeah. You're just like, This is my lover and this is me. That was it. It
2: felt it just felt immersive and it felt it felt really human. It felt more like watching like a a person that I want to get to know rather than watching like flesh on flesh, which has its value, to be sure. I'm not, you know, I would never put down traditional porn, but it just felt like a whole new level of experience. And so I came back and I shot two more scenes for them, neither of which turned out, so we really lucked out that first time. What do you mean by didn't turn out? Uh, So Like the technology failed? Yeah, so one of the times the the GoPros, and GoPro has made leaps and
1: bounds Mm -hmm. because they've become kind of a big brand in VR. Yeah, I done a VR did a VR shoot once, and the rig was, like, plywood, like you said, but it had, like, GoPros, like, mounted all around yeah, it yeah. in a circle, and then, oh. like, three on top. It yeah, like- and to do that, you basically need to to sync
2: them all wirelessly. Mm-hmm. Um, that technology has gotten a lot better, I understand, but at the time, like, they, they s- tried syncing them all and then tried starting them all with, like, a remote or something, uh, or both of them. It was only two at the time, but... Um, they just turned off. So we see, like, a little bit of video of, like, the setup. And they're like, okay, go. Click, and it's dead. So it was... It, that one oh, was probably there's no monitor, more user error. So it sounds like you really nailed
0: it that first time. Yeah,
2: the first time was great. And, um, and we got to learn. And we... I got closer to this person as a result. And, like... It's funny because we're best friends now. We're co-founders, we're roommates, like oh my gosh. gosh. We've come a really
1: long way. But and this is just from a random Reddit in a dorm room. Random Reddit and he like I'm just thinking about this UMD dorm room. It's in it's like famous now. <laughs> yeah, people should pay to stay there.
0: <laughs> um, you said one of your favorite things about that VR experience, though, was sort of in watching it, was kind of the humanity of it. Yes. So that's a huge question I have that I would love to talk about, is how do we appreciate this VR porn and how cool it is, but also still connect with humans?
2: Ooh. I think that if you are concerned about connecting with humans, then you're already doing an important part of the work there. And I think like that... Like if you're
0: aware of Yeah,
2: that. but also I noticed that... Um, so I do live camming. Like I'll, I'll go through a little bit more of that story in a little bit, but where we landed is live broadcasting, and that's really a where we... are? VR? In VR, yeah.
1: Fuck, that is so <laughs> cool! So that's what Cam4VR oh, cam is. is. Yeah.
0: How does one watch that? Like, if you wanted to get all the fix-ins so you could join this. All
2: you need is a VR headset. Does um, that cardboard box from
1: Google work? Yeah, Google Cardboard, Gear VR, Oculus <laughs> Script. cardboard and- <laughs> <laughs> Imagine someone with a cardboard box or
0: like, no, it's like aluminum it's a, foil on their head. All like it really it's, is, it's a
1: thing that you can put your
2: phone
0: in. <gasps> yeah. And yeah. oh no no I know the, what you're t- and you can go on a roller coaster.
2: Yeah. I have that one. Yeah. Um, we have
1: Six Flags passes and then oh VR God, coaster know. there. Yeah. You can come if you want. We can I bring do. free guests. It's, okay, we'll go. Yes. Come yes. done. It's yes. day. Yes. Yes.
2: Um, but yeah, Gear VR, Oculus, and Vive. Um, those are the four, and you need to have an Android phone because of. Uh, it's complicated. Apple hasn't quite gotten to the place where you can sideload adult content onto it, which is what we have to do with hmm. with our stuff. It's you can't get porn into traditional marketplaces. You have to find either adult centric marketplaces or like workarounds. Hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you can check it out um, before Cam Four VR. Before we signed the deal to create that product with Cam Four, um, we created our site VR Tube and VR Tube. You know, let me let me rewind. Totally. So, um, so it was funny. At the time, and it was really lucky that even though we did two more shoots, it didn't turn out, but we did them because we got to be, like, friends. When, like, a year later when we were talking about that day, he was like, yeah, I expected you to be, like, this horrible bitch and really awful, and I was really afraid that, like, it was— that." you would just be really annoyed because we were such amateurs and, like, it was my first time doing this and I was afraid something would go wrong and you'd just, like, leave and just be done with it. Or you would just not show up at all and then I'd be out this plane ticket. And I didn't realize he was, like, a poor college kid. Like, yeah. he wasn't wow, some, like, he really, like, like, trusted and
0: invested in you. Yeah, he did. And, and you with him. I yeah. mean, going to a random dorm room, you know.
2: It was definitely uh, a shared risk, but also a really good shared reward. So, um, a few months after that, we uh, he flew out to L.A. to to hang out and to meet up and talk business. And he asked me to be equal partners with him. And so, we started this company together. And um, and it's been really great. So, we did the 180 3D. We did three sixty three d with GoPros. Wow. That was a bitch. Trying so you to like, like, get the sew them all. it
1: together, right? Kind of. In editing? Yeah. You have to stitch wow.
2: in post. And stitch he did enough. the stitching. Hey, close <laughs> enough. Close enough. Same, same concept. I'm surprised <laughs> you even know that much. I'm I've, just... I've my jaw VR, is just I've done on the
1: VR. table. i in VR projects. Not but it's the same technology. Yeah, yeah
2: totally. Um, and we were using GoPros on this big, like, three D printed mount, and mm-hmm. that was so fucking annoying because these stupid little GoPros would overheat, mm-hmm. and so instead of having twelve cameras worth of data, I'd end up with like eight. Uh, you have like a whole. So it's like half the room. Yeah, and um, and so that was a pain in the ass, and and also it was really obvious at the time that. Uh, Well, we were really early. Um, I think we were probably the second VR porn company. There was a a company called Oculus Real Porn that had to change their name to Virtual Real Porn. They actually beat us to the scene. But it was really only a matter of time before a a mind geek or an evil angel or something like that would come in with money and with directors Mm -hmm. and with resources. And with enough money and, and time, they would have the the ability to basically knock us out. Mm-hmm. So we needed to find a more defensible position. So we started looking into more challenging technology and we found this approach. Um so we we found this
1: this Wait, I'm really sorry to interrupt you, but like you have incredible technological aptitude like and business acumen, <laughs> and I'm just like, how, how do you have all of the intelligences? <laughs> like, are you also a musical genius? <laughs> nope, not at all, thank God. I will not even <laughs> burden you with that. Okay, <laughs> sorry,
2: <laughs> carry on. So um, this this software program called um, Mimesis, and it was really early at the time, but you basically use that with a time-of-flight depth camera, and a camera like that, it creates a point cloud. We used a Microsoft Connect, So you can use Uh a. It's crazy. This thing that was just made for playing video games is actually a really advanced like camera tool, like uh, capturing tool. So we use that in conjunction with this program. So I would designate the capture space on three axes. So I basically create a box in space, and everything inside of that box would be captured Mm -hmm. holographically. So stereoscopically, to the point where you could kind of lean left and right and see like different angles. Yeah, exactly. What's going on? And in theory, you could use multiple connects to um, to create like a volumetric capture
1: of someone. We didn't get that far. That's so interesting because I always think of VR as you're in the space and you can look anywhere, but Mm -hmm. your angle is a static angle unless you choose to move. But you're making it so you can... the, 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 The central... You can rotate around an axis as well. Exactly. So that's oh, what wow. we started with.
2: Not anymore. Now we're static angle again. Yeah, um, so mostly. Cool. But um, so we made that. And that's what we launched with. With these like holographic captures of me, Arable Raphael, Lotus Lane, and I don't know, a few other performers. Uh-huh. And it was really cool.
0: What's your favorite VR you've content you've made so far? Like uh, of doing what?
2: What was like the most shocking? Um, I will... Get there. Oh my gosh. I don't want to spoil I'm, I'm it like, yet.
0: I can't wait. Uh, it's the
2: stuff that I'm working on now, which uh, the little machines I've been making are a part of. Oh. But um, I would say that my favorite thing that is actually available right now is CAM4VR because it's the live broadcasting. It's the culmination of all the work we've done uh, in the adult industry in virtual reality. Um, so we, we made this holographic stuff and it was cool, but the real, uh, I think the real value that virtual reality brings is uh, interactivity. In a transportative medium, mm-hmm. and it was cool because you could like watch these really hot girls get naked for you and do different little like sexy scenes, but there was no interactivity. Mm-hmm. So then we created a dating simulator, Whoa. and this was I think around like spring break or something. We were in this room at UMD that has like was <laughs> so, so funny! It was so it was it's so like, cool. the University of Maryland like finds this and is like. <laughs> I hope <laughs> they know how much they comp- contributed to the future of VR porn. Wow, <laughs> UMD. But it was this room with, like, whiteboards and, like, like ball pit balls. You can, like, like net off a little ball pit area. It was just this really uh, excellent room for pursuing creative ideas. And so we just sketched out this, like, conversation tree for a dating simulator. Mm. Um, and so then I took the connect and I shot myself, like, in the exact same position. Like, starting and for then talking the and then options. ending. Yeah, because that way... I, so I introduced myself. Depending on what you say, you have a response. Exactly. And you can mix and match the responses. And as long as my head is in the same position, it all will kind of mesh together. Fuck! So I did that. And that was cool. It was I mean, looking back, I'm really glad it's not available. It was only available for the DK2. I want to try it. It's so embarrassing, though. Please? Because it's so primitive. Um, if you can find a DK2, I will absolutely send you the file.
1: Right I don't even know what that is write to. it down I know some people in VR I'm on it
2: <laughs> So um, we will find it It was cool because um we intended it to be an adult program but at the in the end it wasn't adult at all it was just more of a social learning tool mm. and each each question each uh, each response you give. so she would introduce herself How did you
1: herself. pick a response did you select one
2: Yeah you would gaze at it and then that mm-hmm. was your response to her, and then she would respond to you And each response had a weighted point value. So if you're like nice, that's like maybe 10 points. And if you respond politely and congenially, you'll gain points as you go through. But uh, let's say like a sexual response is like minus 5 points. So if you have 0 points and you get to negative 5, she's fucking out of there. She does not have time for your bullshit. So you've got to like... You gotta be nice to this yeah. VR woman so you can get her to get with you. Yeah, you gotta
0: finesse a little <gasps> I bit. I like you gotta that. Be cool. You well, gotta fucking one of the articles Everyone about should take you this in, in class, <laughs> class so that they well, like know how to talk to people. Totally. Nicely. Like
1: yeah. fuck that pickup artist shit. Like learn how to just be a nice person. But no, yeah. I remember reading in one of the many articles about you <laughs> out there that uh, one of the things in this in this in, in this first dating simulator was like if you caught people staring at your tits, you'd be like eyes up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Um, yeah. which I think is so good like yes like practice talking to a woman with breasts without looking at them yes exactly I've, I personally don't
0: mind when people look at like if I'm wearing a shirt that I know yes please stare if I'm wearing a shirt that I know they're out I'm like yes yes that's a fine I would like to look at yours
2: so you can look at mine great tits by the way great thank tits you. all around oh, thank you likewise Heck yeah. um, so we did that and it was cool because it felt Interactive. Like, it was interactive, and it felt like you were kind of engaging with, like, a person. And so then we were like, okay, we can totally expand this and shoot a whole bunch more interactive, uh, you know, responses and expand that out to other porn stars and sort of cater. Like, it was—some of it would be like I'd talk about Texas or Harry Potter because those are, you know, unique to my— personality and background but harry potter in texas oh yeah it's your brand i've got (laughs) texas on the shoulder harry potter across my spine oh my gosh the dewey decimal number for harry potter across my spine like a book
1: oh my god i
2: just i'm falling in love with you more more. (laughs) More. um so it was like okay we could do that and that's gonna be a lot of work but it'll be cool or we can take the best aspects of this and throw away the rest of it, which is sort of a theme. Like we try something, we figure out what works, we throw away what doesn't, and then we pivot to some new iteration of, of the content we're creating. So it's mm-hmm. just evolving every day. Yeah. And so we took the interactivity and we took the, the feeling like you're talking to a real person, and then we just created a live broadcast platform, a live webcam platform that actually let you talk to live cam girls. And my business partner is a god. Damn genius. Like, he is the smartest person I've ever met. Brilliant. Like, this whole program he created... In six weeks. Like from, he programmed it. He programmed it. He designed it. Like everything. Six weeks. So if you're weeks. looking for a business partner, go on Reddit. Yes. <laughs> and stay the fuck away from mine. I will cut you.
1: And it's okay but to go. go to random
2: dorm rooms. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> right. It's probably... We're, That's we're really what to I Tell them go some scholars told you. strangers on Reddit. It <laughs> works.
1: It um, always works solid,
0: beautifully. <laughs> million dollar industry. Fantastic. <laughs>
1: So so he built this program and this is this is proprietary to VR Tube or this is for Cam for VR. Uh, this was proprietary to VR Tube. Okay. And so we made it. And then Do you need any specific equipment um to sh- to produce it? Right. So if you want to be so when you're the part of the allure of, of camming, right? Is that all you need is your webcam. Right. And then you're on and you can generate income and you can interact and all of that. So what do people need for this platform? For that platform you would
2: need our camera that we created as well as a green screen. That's a problem. The oh, green screen green is pain screen. in the
1: ass, mm. and we
2: not anymore. We we evolved, which again I'll get to. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. I love that we're getting this. Fu- oh my God! Sorry, so I'm gonna stop talking,
1: so you can talk more.
2: I have green eyes. i have green in my tattoos.
1: Oh, so sometimes. I look like a demonic hell beast, which <laughs> oh, is so my fetish. Yeah. So, like, so. Yeah. so keying is when you're. Do you want to explain? you probably go gonna explain it better it, go than go. I. No, no, I'm not gonna say it properly. It's just like when you say like, I want to make everything that's this color. Get rid of or put uh, this map or put this background or whatever. Yeah. So if you and have so, a green
0: screen and green eyes, it's going to think that your eyes
1: are part of the green
0: screen. And so, so if you yeah. like to put like all the a,
1: way through a cloudy, a cloudful sky. What's opposite of cloudless? Oh, a sky with clouds. Cloudy. Yes. A cloudy sky. Cloudy <laughs> sounds, Cloudy <laughs> sounds negative to me. I don't know. Um, a cloudy sky, like as the background, you'd also have it in your eyeballs.
2: Yes, and I'm sure people who have like actual experience in, uh, in like film would know exactly the ways to solve that, but that was not exactly us. And the way that the program sort of rendered everything, it was like a little weird. So then we created a new, unique capture approach that would create a 3D 360 photorealistic capture of the space you're in. So if I stuck the camera right here on this table between the three of us, the camera would take a 3D 360 photo of this whole studio and then live broadcast a small portion of that uh, on top of it so it saves bandwidth but it's also photorealistic um in addition to the chroma key issue when you're using a digitally rendered environment with a photorealistic person i don't know why this is unique to the photo, uh, to the digital environment and not the photorealistic one but like if i get too close to the camera i seem like i'm kind of too big for the room around me oh. and if i get too far i look at, like i'm too small i call but it the but that could Alice be Wonderland useful effect.
0: if you're into like vore not it- vore sorry um, oh my gosh i just forgot the word like, if you're really into giantesses. Oh, giantess, yeah. Yeah, and that fantasies and, like, lift and carry stuff, you could You make could do a Madame Maxine <laughs> scene. Yeah. Oh, my
1: God. That would be awesome. Um, Take it. Run with Mad it. Madame Maxine is a Harry Potter character, which I'm assuming you know because you're listening to Sluts and Scholars, but just throwing that out there. Anyway.
2: Um, so we, we switched to this new, unique capture approach with uh, a special kind of camera that we designed Um And I didn't realize this for a while, really until we started doing demos for the general VR community. But, like, our camera lets you get, like, six inches or so away from the lenses. And when I show this to VR filmmakers, they're really blown away by it because most of the VR cameras that you find, you have to be, like, a meter away from. Yeah. Um, And so we've created something that allows you to get very, very close. And, um, like, people are pretty psyched about the hardware, which we're not trying to be a hardware company because that's a really challenging place to be. But we made this really cool camera, and um, I'm going to say this. It might ne- it might need to be cut. Um, today, my, my co-founder sent me a link to the Google patent that he
1: filed. Yes. And, like, it's a it patent. Been, so, it's, it's official <laughs> so, wow. so once this is Congratulations big, so once people Thank find you. out, that they're going to buy it from you, and you're going to be a bajillionaire. <laughs> we'll That's see. That's so exciting. We'll see. Well, we can cut this out. Though, I, I, might, you know. I might die in obscurity.
2: Who knows? We'll still be a bajillionaire (laughs) in obscurity. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so uh, I I have to talk to him and see if I'm allowed to talk about that. Totally, totally fine. Um, But yeah, so that's cool. Um, And how do you how do you encourage people to use VR with partners? With partners,
0: yeah. I guess I'm just I'm trying to bridge this gap between people who are scared of VR and maybe worried that it's going to like take over and robots are going to take over the world. With also like how cool technology is. So, like, robots
2: are probably going to take over the world.
1: <laughs> like, I'm not going to blow smoke
2: up your asses about that.
1: But. Yeah, that fucking Facebook AI thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you know about this? No. So, Facebook it creates AI because, like, it's Facebook, and their computers started talking to each other in what they thought was English and then realized was, and then they thought was gibberish, and then actually it was a actual language that the artificial intelligence had created with english words but like took on a a totally f- different, different meaning and it was like recursive and it was like super fucking cool oh my <laughs> so gosh. awesome well, anyway
0: <sighs> another side note real quick is um someone i know their their parent was um i think being intimate one day like at home and you know totally in private and then later the phone sent an advertisement about like lube and stuff and so it was listening. It seemed lie. like it was listening to what was going on. There's so many stories of that. There like heard so the much. sex noises and was like, you could use some lube.
2: Wow. The fuck? Maybe the camera turned on and noticed that like you're chafing a little. No, but like, a like Alexis, Siri, like uh,
0: they're listening.
2: They, they literally Put on are, your they are listening. Put on your foil want. caps. Do you guys like XKCD, <laughs> the webcomic?
1: I've seen a little bit noticed. of it. I have there, a friend who loves them and will send them to me regularly. But. There was
2: one where it's like this person walked into a house and is like, Alexa, buy a large number of item." And it's like, this is how you test to see if someone has a, a device. It's always listening to everything you say. And it's like he just ordered this huge order of shit from Amazon or something. I don't know. I'm not great at telling the jokes here. Check out XCC. Was XPS that CD. the joke? Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> oh, I gonna missed not. it. <laughs> I'm going to not. Maybe <laughs> we should just cut it. that. That was
1: not my fun. You're good at
0: lots of things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, yes. so, um, so you've developed this proprietary technology, basically, yes. this camera. Yes. And, um, and yeah, so
2: that's what we're using. That's what we ended up licensing to Cam4. On 4, vr2.xxx. On cam vr So that's where, uh, where it is now. We launched the first ever live webcam platform in VR. I'm the world's first VR cam girl. We tried that out, but it's really, uh, it's not the best business choice to try to create a campsite that's only for virtual reality, especially that was before the consumer versions of the headsets even came out. Mm. So it wasn't ethical to ask performers to give up their fan base and cam and VR for people who like, it doesn't matter how great you are, there's just not enough users to support that. Mm. So we created a web VR extension basically that will let you watch our VR performers on cam 4 on your browser. So you don't have to have a headset. You can still like click and drag and see the 360. But it also is is optimized for virtual reality. So um, we launched that with the new camera and the photorealistic thing. We had already been talking to Cam 4. They were interested in what we were doing. But we wanted to make it even better. And once we perfected it, well, once we made it better... We brought that to them, and then we signed this great deal together, and I work for them, and they're a really great company. Wow. They prioritize performers. They have what they call their content-centric strategy, which means they put the performers first above everything, because if your performers are happy and your performers enjoy what they're doing, then the consumers will as well. But- if you're not prioritizing the performers, then mm-hmm. you're kind of just doing everything wrong. It'd be nice way, if everyone had that priority. In what way
1: do you find that they treat performers differently than other uh, cam companies?
2: So when we go to, like, cam conventions, um, other cam girls from other sites see that, like, we take them to dinner. Like, sometimes we take them to the spa. We look after them. We give them, The Korean
1: like, day spa? <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to do it. Yeah. Fancy
2: spa like, the top That's of fancy amazing. hotels. Or we'll create, like, Uber, like, Uber fences that— they can use so if they need to go to like the after party or back to the hotel they just put in a code and it's covered for them so wow. they don't have to struggle we take them out to fancy dinners we buy them nice you mean treat like, them like human beings so listener, yeah, if you're like interested in camming cam
1: for do it
2: um and yeah so
1: it's it's Sounds good like the perks are good
2: and you know i'm i'm the i'm in the adult performer advocacy committee and prioritizing performers and advocating for performers is really important for me mm-hmm. so when i saw that that was something that they held uh, really dear and found to be very, very important for their company, I knew that they were on the same page. And, um, And they've been just really great, like really great to me, really great to the performers, really like... This shouldn't be something that you're impressed by and something that you're like, oh, wow, that's great. But just the way they treat the performers is incredibly human and they honor them and they put in the legwork to think like how is this going to affect the performers and how can we make it better for them? How is this decision going to uh, impact their lived experience? And uh, and yeah, so I'm a huge fan of the work that they do. That's
1: awesome. So we've talked about how you develop this technology. We've talked about the company that's now helping you spread it to the masses. I want to know about how it's being received. Like, what do the fans think?
2: Whenever people try it, especially at conventions— they are freaking blown away by it. We're testing. I want to try it. I want to try it. I wish I brought a headset. I don't know why I didn't. I never Come back to do next this time shit. and we'll just geek out on VR stuff. Absolutely. But we're trying this new thing where um, instead of just like typing to the performer, if you go into a private chat with a performer, you can just talk and the microphone in your headset uh, conveys your voice to the performer and she'll hear you and talk right back to you. And the latency is somewhere close to like that of a Skype call. What's latency? Latency is like the amount how long of time. It takes for them to yeah. Hear latency you. is the amount of time that it takes between me saying a thing and the technology and converting. It. Yeah, got it. Uh, conveying it to you. Got it. Um and yeah, so it's super cool. And when people try that, they like like we've had to like remove it from people because they They're just so don't gross. want to stop. Well, yeah.
1: VR is fucking
0: sick. So that goes back to my question about how do we embrace these cool advancements, but also maintain humanity with people we want to connect with.
1: Um, so one of the oh, things... so you mean like VR as being, because it's so human and so close to the real thing, like substituting actual yeah, human I've, interaction? I've heard a
0: lot of people worried about that. You know, and I think, I mean, it starts even with just people watching porn, like people who are against their partners watching porn because they think like, oh, well, porn is going to replace me or, you know,
2: vibrator is going to replace me or whatever. How do we, how do we bridge this gap? Okay, so that is something I find so interesting. Um, you can definitely integrate it into your sex life. I've had sexual partners where, like, I'll put them in a VR headset and I'll put on just some, like, pre-recorded porn and I'll, like, keep an eye on the monitor and, like... Do what the person's yeah, like, doing? Yeah, so, like, suck their dick while they're getting their dick sucked in VR and, like, try to, like... <gasps> re- like it's sort of a mimic. safer
0: way to have, like, a, no, I don't want to say safer because three ways can totally be safe, but,
2: like, if you're not ready for the full experience, you mm-hmm. can, like, give it a try. Yeah, you can kind of challenge your own, your own inhibitions, but... The thing I find so odd about this is the um, the possession and entitlement to the partner's body that is expressed there. Because, like, if if your partner just wanted to, you know, jerk off and just didn't feel like having an intimate sexual experience, like their body is their own. You're not mm-hmm. entitled to their sexuality. You don't get to decide when they get to masturbate when, like, they don't owe you sex. Mm -hmm. And so this idea that, like, well, what if people decide they don't want to have sex with their partners anymore? Like, that's their right. Like, if you just don't want to have... Like, it doesn't matter what the reason is. If you just decide that you don't want to have sex with someone,
1: that is your choice. I completely agree with you on that, but I think... The concern that I haven't—I don't—I haven't thought about this extensively. Nowhere near, probably as much as you have. But I'm thinking about more people that maybe don't have sexual partners, That's a and good people point. that maybe lack social skills. Because it definitely seems like and you can learn
0: to go that learn. you can learn
1: social skills, like yeah, from the right. dating simulator, like how to date somebody. But then, if you learn the social skills in the VR, what is going to drive you perhaps to try it in the real world? Right. And Um, maybe you
0: never want to and you feel full enough, but what if you don't?
1: Yeah, so I think we're just trying to figure out if that's problematic or if it isn't. Um, I don't think it's up to me to decide that. One thing
2: I've heard, I'm going to answer a bunch of questions at once. So, one thing that people are concerned about (laughs) is is this cheating. (laughs) And I love that question because. I can't tell you if it's cheating. The only person that can decide that is you. Yeah, and and the confines of your relationships. Yeah, and so this encourages people to have discussions about their relationship and their boundaries. Like, so many people just have an idea of what the boundaries and what cheating is in their own mind, and Mm -hmm. they project it onto their partner because they just have this... Idea that it's a universal perspective and universal experience, and nothing is really, really universal. And just
0: a quick note: I think that should be an ongoing conversation because you can have one at the beginning and talk about hypothetically what you're okay with, but you might have to check in as you go because maybe something will happen and then you'll realize, you know what, this didn't work for me.
2: Yes, I think that's fantastic. And then with regards to um, like using it within your relationship, talk about it, have a conversation, and like reciprocate reciprocity is really really important um, mm. even if like one partner really enjoys the VR thing and the other partner's like yeah that's not really for me find a way to give that same level of, of excitement and pleasure to your partner yeah um, within your comfort zone and then with regards to people um, who don't have access to traditional relationships that is actually one of our core um, our core kind of ideas that there are people who Maybe they lack mobility. Maybe they lack social skills. Maybe they are really busy at work or they don't have the finances or resources to pursue a traditional relationship. There's so many people who just don't have access to that. Mm-hmm. And loneliness has physiological negative impacts on your health, on your life. And if we can create a way for people to feel connected with other humans in the world, that can have really positive impacts on those people in yeah. their lives. For some of those people, they are never going to find real fulfilling human relationships. And that is a sad thing. But if you can supplement that, and if you can give those people mm. some p- approximation of that, and that improves their life in some way, then I think it's a net positive. I, I like what you, you. Yeah,
0: I liked what you said about people with disabilities and mm-hmm. things too, because if— you know, you have to be creative mm-hmm. if you are dealing with it, whether it's physical, emotional, whatever disability, sometimes you have to get creative. And so if there's a way to add this to it to sort of heighten things or give you an experience that mm-hmm. you might not be able to have ability-wise, it sounds like it could really enable you to try some fun crazy shit. So totally. oh, I definitely I
1: definitely can see how there seem to be far more positive outcomes than negative outcomes. I just, part, like as someone who like had a little brother who got eaten up by World of Warcraft for like (laughs) six years, I think. I'm like imagining. He's still gone. We haven't seen him. No, he's back and he's like a deep fucking philosopher and he's a real person with political opinions. He's amazing. But like I would never have expected him to like be a social person because he was so. So immersed. Right, and so Uh I wonder like, especially because like so many people are addicted to porn, not even VR. I mean, not so many people. People, but that's a—is th- that not a thing? We, uh, we,
0: I'm on the the way that I practice is uh, we prefer the term um, out of control sexual behavior.
2: Okay. I like that. Okay. the The idea of porn addiction, I think, is a very very murky water. Uh huh. Um, I'm not a, I'm not.
0: So quick note: we could do a total episode on this, but yeah, I we feel said. the need to include this. Um, but studies and research has shown that in terms of. The way the brain looks in in an addiction that porn and sex are not included. Got it. With an addictive brain mindset, I so Nicolette really, is one with the
1: PhD in human sexuality. It I'm doesn't just really her match like
0: <laughs> what we know about addiction and science. Okay, so how about obsessive consumption?
1: I, Can I, I say that? Yeah, unha- um, unha- let's say unhealthy consumption that affects it your affects job your or your life. life. Yeah, right. Fabric or whatever. Do you think that people are that it's more likely to happen in such an immersive experience or not? That's um, it's hard for me to say. Yeah. And
2: here's here's what I have seen. Um, so most of the work I do is in the live broadcasts. I've been a cam girl for almost eight years. I've been a porn star for almost eight years, and the progression that I see in the relationships you develop on cam is amplified and accelerated in VR. Mm. And one of the things I've noticed when I'm camming. Which I don't do much of anymore, but when I'm camming in VR, I can almost always point out the people who are in virtual reality because they treat me with a greater sense of personhood. They're nicer, and they police the other people in that chat room if they're being dicks to me. <gasps> and this is something I find really oh interesting. God, I am in mean, like line they're and almost singer. more
0: empathetic because they can see you're your full
1: person. Yeah, because
2: I mean, I I couldn't tell you what exactly it is, but um, maybe it's because they see that I'm a a full person, that I'm not just like parts on a screen. Maybe it's because they feel present in my actual home and you're not going to typically go into someone else's home and be a fucking asshole. Um, It's probably a variety of factors. But the people in VR tend to be just generally cooler. Um, And the people watching VR porn, I think they feel more of a sense of presence in reality and they're they're more likely to, to see the people in this scene yeah. as like as people and maybe as peers. So if people are gonna lose themselves to porn, they're going to do that. Whether regardless
1: it's, of the delivery.
2: Yeah. And I don't feel like it's porn's responsibility to babysit those people. Like you have to mm. you have to check in with yourself and you have to do
1: what's best for you. Um, there's, that's a really great point. Yeah. I think all my fears are, however you pronounce this word, assuaged? Assuaged. Assuaged. Nice. My fears are assuaged.
2: I'm glad I could do that. And, you know, if, if, if you're listening to this and your fears are not, that's completely reasonable. Like, we— You time also will don't tell. have to like are porn. Yeah. Yeah. Time will tell. And maybe some people are really going to lose themselves to it. But mm. we don't make porn yeah, for people children. Also, yeah. These are for adults, and adults— Need to have some grasp on mm-hmm. the degree of their their engagement, their actions. What? Oh, I have a question just about.
0: Um, I would say this is definitely an assumption, and maybe it's not true. But I think in the tech industry and in the porn industry, there's a lot of male dominating presence. Far more um, in tech
2: than in porn, actually, which was surprising to me when I got into porn. There's well, mo- you're
0: doing both. Yeah. So how have you? How do you think like a I'm assuming female voice, but maybe that's an incorrect assumption. No, How has correct. that impacted um, the content you put out there?
2: Um, I think so. I'm. And your experience in the space. <laughs> I don't know, both. Okay. So uh, I'm one of the moderators of a, a Facebook group called Women in VR, or Women in VR slash AR is what it is now. Um, freaking fantastic group. Really amazing bunch of people. Um, we've seen. We've seen some issues in the the VR space, the AR VR space, where um, tech is very much a boys' club. And even though we've got this new this new pocket that we're sort of designing and like curating ourselves, some of that still bleeds through. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I've seen a lot of of work and attention to be inclusive and diverse. Um, the Oculus Connect conference, which is like the official like Oculus Rifts convention, conference for developers. Like you have to apply to be able to attend. I've definitely been very cautious about the way I approach anything I talk about at conferences. Mm -hmm. I I speak at conferences uh, all around the world, uh, in Los Angeles, in the Valley, or in Silicon Valley. And I try to make it as not boring as possible, but as removed from the sexual element as possible because what I'm talking about is the ideas. And I'm very... Um, conscious of the fact that there are women in the audience for whom sex is not the work that they have chosen. Mm-hmm. When I'm at a porn convention, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. But at a tech conference, I want the women there to feel comfortable and I don't want to create a space where um, female identity and female bodies are inherently sexualized. I can talk about the work without talking about it in a way that uh, that makes people feel uncomfortable and feel like threatened in the place where they're working. And, and a mm-hmm. tech conference is a place of work. Most of the people are there to represent a company Mm -hmm. and so i really try to make sure that everybody who attends my talks can do so and learn something and feel like they had a fun time without feeling like they had to like button another button on their sweater or Mm -hmm. something because they feel like someone's going to be leering at them Uh, so that's been something i've found to be important also we don't have avatars in anything that we do there's no body so when you look down you just see uh than a deer of the space which is the bottom of the space uh-huh. versus like the apex which is on the top they're just like black circles instead of seeing like a body because it's so At common At conferences no, no no in the in our VR products so the camming the um, the dating simulator, like, everything uh-huh. we've done, there's no body when you look down. It's just space.
1: Oh, no body of the viewer. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were saying the, the performers <laughs> had no body. And I was yeah, like, so was what, saying, are what are you looking really at?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess some people just want to look at their face, but, like, I would like to see some tits. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! They're
2: beautiful. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, so, when you're in this, in, in this experience, there's no, like, body to represent your you're body. You're not a body, okay. Because... As soon as I decide on what that body looks like, it immediately excludes everyone who's not that. Yeah, and if we chose one, which represents... The majority of the consumers in the space, it would be a dude. It would probably be a white dude. Mm-hmm. And everybody who's not a white dude would be like, oh, cool, more media made for white dudes. Yeah. There's not enough of that. So you
0: can really just use your imagination and put yourself in.
2: Exactly. Yeah, you exactly. Are. And I, I don't want to have an avatar or like a, repre- a body representation until you can customize it to reflect your gender identity, your racial identity, your physical size, the way that you see yourself, even mm-hmm. if that's not real, even if like, yeah. you know, what I really want to think is.
0: What if you want to be a puppy? Sure.
2: You know what? I'm not here to judge. If you want to be a puppy watching porn, all right. But yeah, like whatever it is. Whatever, like I don't want to dictate that I love that. And I want it to be as inclusive as possible. One
1: thing that I want to know, because um, you're talking about like the tech spaces and the conferences and all of that. So it seems to me that historically, porn and mainstream movie making have been quite separate. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you are somehow, well, I want to know if this if this separateness is holding true in this space or because the technology is so constantly evolving and we're kind of in a space where porn is less stigmatized than it was, although probably not that much. Is there, like, are you interacting and interfacing with the VR film companies or are they... Are- does that make sense what yeah, I'm asking? totally.
2: I don't really interact with the film companies because I don't do pre-recorded content anymore. Ever since we Got started it. doing the live broadcasting, um, it's just not really a field of interest for me. But all of the tech companies that I've spoken to, all of the people in the tech space, especially in the VR space, they've been so receptive. They've been so respectful. They've like really given me opportunities, made introductions. Like They haven't made me feel like the work that I do makes me somehow... Um, Undeserving of my my place in the community, and hmm. it's been honestly very surprising the degree yeah. to which people have given me like a, a chance to speak and a
1: platform. Um, That's especially great, especially since it's as you said, a boys' club.
2: Yeah, yeah, and like they they've been very accepting, and it's it's been really really great. And there are a lot of sea level women in this space that you don't typically c level. Yeah, so like CEO, COO. Oh. Um, like executives. Oh, um, it so like, cool. just like low women. <laughs> I don't know if it was like C, the lover no. who was like at the level of like the C, like you know, when Kai was <laughs> like above the low, totally, low totally. C
1: level. Um, so, like C oh my level God, executives. So much on you this know episode. when
0: you remind me? Oh my gosh, you probably don't even know this character. Did you ever watch that show Supernatural? No, my mom loves it though. Okay, there's this a character, a character in it, Charlie, it. yeah, who is like their female tech friend. Oh my gosh, you have to look it up. Uh, Whoever's listening, it's a compliment. Uh, ask i ask my mom. She's Um, a fun queer tech geek, uh, sexy woman. Hell yeah. Very true. Um,
1: So, you don't think so? So, VR is not as split with like porn on one side and not porn on the other as other media is? Not so much. There's still a
2: divide. There's still, um, like, companies still have uh, investors and boards of directors that sort of limit what they're allowed to invest in. Mm -hmm. So, like, like we can't be in the Oculus marketplace, for example, Mm. but Oculus. Gave me, has given me free Oculus Rifts, free Oculus Touch controllers, um, free, like all of the development kits and the development technology we need they give us for free and they hook us up with resources they invite me to like the diversity luncheon because I'm a woman and also because I'm a sex worker um, the sex work my sex work background isn't something that is like looked down upon it's something that is seen as like a new like perspective that is brought to the table That's which awesome. i never expected
1: in other places in your life though because this is something that we think about a lot on mm-hmm. Southern scholars and talk about is like In other spaces, have you encountered judgment and condemnation based on what you do when people find out? I... Had to I, I couldn't renew my
2: lease in my old apartment because of the stigma around what I do. Like really, my landlord and my neighbors. Uh, my landlord like I mean, barged were you making my, videos at your apartment? No, or? but I was accused of doing that. And my my landlord barged into but my that's apartment. It's not illegal. It's not illegal, but she claimed that I was breaking my lease, which I wasn't, and I didn't anyway. She came into my apartment without warning and without really permission. She kind of invited herself in, which and you accused, could sue someone
0: for, which is totally, totally illegal to. in LA.
2: And accused me of being a prostitute and using my apartment as an in-call, which is not the case at all. But, yeah, that's, like, it was so gross, and she refused to renew my lease. And when I was looking for new apartments, she, like, reached out to those people (gasps) and told them not to rent to me. And it was fucked. That's total discrimination.
1: I know. That's absolute—are you—oh, my gosh.
2: The housing authority said that there was nothing they could do. Well, I'm going to talk to the Coalition of, Economics, Coalition of
1: Economic Survival. <laughs> I know
0: some people that. Um, well, you're also, and quick note, in, involved in some local politics too. How have you tried to put that into that realm? Because it's unfair.
2: So um, I ran for uh, the Democratic Assembly District Delegate um, in. North Hollywood uh, earlier this year, mm-hmm. and I was like second runner up, which was really impressive because I didn't hide my background. It was like people were really cool. Uh huh. Um, and I've at the beginning of the year, I decided that every week I want to find some way to either have a positive political impact, or do something, or advocate, or if not political, then just helping another person or finding someone who like needs support or a community that needs support and like contribute in some way. And so that's something that I've tried to stick to like every week of this year that's awesome and you have helped out I have Simone mm-hmm. yes you organized this amazing letter writing campaign uh, over brunch right no that wasn't you I thought you were the one who ran it well I met I you there organized a letter writing what, like, thing postcards at, over a brunch thing I don't know you might be oh, somebody like something. else well, well, I, sounds like something I've done postcard stuff do.
1: I've done postcard stuff no I met you at your election oh I thought it was I the election that. Because I was also running to be a district delegate. You're amazing. Yeah. I thought I ran into you at another thing. It's totally possible. My... But tell me about your letter writing. Uh, just like, I mean, it's,
2: I guess it's neither here nor there. We were just write to the, um, like, senators. And yeah, I've definitely like
1: organized stuff like that, but it wasn't a brunch. That's a good idea. So yes. We well, have I'm... to.
2: Confusing. Sorry. We have to
0: get ready to finish Fine. up, but before we do, I would love to, like, titillate and tantalize both myself but also our listeners um, do you have any fun like VR stories of just like the craziest or like weirdest or most fun VR experiences that you've had because I'm sure you've had so many more opportunities. Like the only one I've had is like riding the roller coaster on the iPhone. I did a the catatonic box. one where oh. you're in the
1: hospital chair and you're in, like that, oh. like super politically incorrect, incorrect insane asylum. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, super weird. pretty good. Um, okay, so today. Oh, so you mean in like you just like cool VR that like yeah, you <laughs> a, like
0: you okay. said doing it with a partner is pretty cool where you're like simulating the person in the VR. Yeah.
2: Um. So the porn stuff, I think it's all. Fun. I honestly like the, the live. Do you camp perform stuff any differently? Um, A little bit. Like, I feel more engaged. When I'm on cam, I have so much more fun. I know that the people watching me on cam are completely... Like, I dominate their attention. Everywhere they look is something I've crafted for their consumption. Yeah. I, like... They're not fucking with their phone. They're not checking their email. They're not making dinner. They're focused on me
1: entirely. Yeah. I love that. One thing that I was thinking about when we were talking this conversation, just before you say, what's the coolest thing, is there's all these, like, sex toys out there that can be, like, remote-controlled or programmable. Yeah. And I'm that I'm assuming like that already the plugging that into VR has already started but like yes. yeah, that must be super fucking cool especially if like you and your partner like lit, like regardless of whether or not you know you're paying someone and it's like on cam 4 or it's just like you have a VR setup with your partner who lives on the opposite side of the globe like that must be super fucking cool to kind of simulate sex and make them feel things from yes so that's called Teledildonics and we have it on the cam Teledildonics cam teledildonics. teledildonics oh my isn't gosh isn't that amazing
2: um, and we have it set up so the, the performers on the site have vibrators and you can interact with their vibrators And I think pretty soon we're going to have it so they can interact with, like, the sleeve that you have on your penis if you have one. Whoa. Um, But so I wanted to tell you about a new thing that we're working on in the same vein, using the technology we've created. Uh, This is not pornographic. This is taking a step outside of porn. I suppose we could hear that, too. I know, I know. (laughs) Um, So you mentioned that I've been building little machines. Like, um, I made, like, a little servo, which sort of... Uh, a servo, and then also a a little motor with a pinwheel on it, and um, I wrote code that basically makes it so they indicate like viewer interaction so if someone like likes something or speaks or engages in some way the the servo will like it's an arrow with a little like meter and it gauges like how much people are interacting oh my gosh um, and the pinwheel will spin faster and faster like the more people interact and then I built an RC car you're gonna car. be like Beyonce
1: with your hair flowing back <laughs> at this pinwheel I'm sure
2: oh it's amazing and then I built an RC car which you can control within the Oculus Rift. RC after. does that mean remote controlled? yeah Yes. Hell yeah. (laughs) You got it. So I built this little car. It's powered by a little Arduino circuit. And um, you can drive it around. It's got our VR camera mounted on it. And so you can drive around my house. And there are AR markers around. So this is a mixed reality thing like I was saying before. And these markers, like you can engage with them. So right now I've got... Uh, like four markers in my house. Um, one is a picture of me. One is a picture of my co-founder. One is a picture of my dog. And when you click on them or engage with them, you'll hear audio files. So when you click on my dog, he'll like bark at you in like three different ways. And then there's like a video one where when you look at it, my you see my dog eating collard greens. I also built a dog treat dispenser. So when you engage with that, you'll pay a few bucks and it'll dispense and it a treat for my treat. dog. Holy fucking shit. Holy yeah. fucking shit. You're so cool. It's so cool. And then, like, that's what we're doing in our house. But, like, we're trying to find, like, cool, innovative ways to apply this for, like, other brands or other, like, I don't know, intellectual properties or or stuff like that. And then also, like, the cam girl style, like, AMA interviews where you can talk to people and and engage with, like, the markers. Oh, my gosh. I really want to do a thing where, like, you're in my living room, and I've got a, an AR marker on a pipe and an AR marker on a vape, and if you click and, like, pay a dollar or two, I'll take a toke of whatever you you click.
0: And How do you ensure cool. um, your safety? Like, can anybody, con like, figure out where you are based on seeing your place Mm.
2: no I have the like I have the camera placed very low and I make sure that there's no personal identifying information and you can't see out the windows Mm. because that is definitely a big concern yeah yeah Um, or you put up like
0: a newsroom green screen of like it's
2: (laughs) always the city (laughs) it's
0: the city (laughs) well Ella this has been so wonderful I've learned so much we would love to have you back (laughs) thank you but if people want to follow your work get a hold of you and check out some of these awesome products where can they go
2: I'm at Ella Darling, at E-L-A Darling on Twitter and Instagram. Go to cam4.com slash VR to see the awesome... Uh- Camp shows that we have with women all over the world, men and women all over the world, and 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 very small genders. Uh, It's actually a freemium site, so you can log in and watch for free as a guest, but you should buy tokens because so you you can can have private interactions. So you can have private interactions, and also like the performers will set like if you tip me this many tokens, I'll do this thing for you. So if you want to see a thing, you tip them, and once they hit a certain threshold, then everybody benefits from like a certain kind of show that they offer to perform. Wow! So it's super cool. Um, and
1: that's cam four, but the number four. Yes,
2: cam four the numeral four dot com slash vr. And for everything else, you just follow me on Twitter, and and I'll I'll announce it when the time comes.
1: Oh my gosh, Ella. I love you, in case you couldn't uh, yeah. tell. Uh, we are so grateful that you joined us. Oh, she's doing a little heart. Um, she, we're so grateful that you joined us on Sluts and Scholars this week. Uh, all of y'all listening, we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. Uh, as always, make sure to subscribe, leave us a review. You can reach out to us on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars, on Twitter at just Sluts Scholars, and of course on email at slutsandscholars at gmail.com. Thank you so Thank much for you hanging so out Thank you so much, us. and we'll see you next time. Thank you for having me
2: scholars